well? <clears throat> uh, you know, with God, when we choose to follow God, we have been given everything that we need to win. You know, uh, there is no Christian that is to do without. It's just not, you know, God did not have, um, he didn't give his life, Jesus didn't give his life so that some Christians could succeed and some Christians can fail. That just was not the plan. His blood was shed so that we could walk in victory all the time. That's how he sees us. He's, he's done this work. He defeated the devil. Um, he defeated the grave. He defeated fear. He defeated everything that we have to come and uh, resist in our lives. He, that's all been defeated. That was done. That was taken care of. When, when, um, when the devil goes before the throne of God trying to uh, accuse us, what Jesus and what God sees is the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And so there's not anything that can uh, technically defeat us. As a Christian, he's given us the greater one that's on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit. So we have this power that's available to us all the time. It says that power quickens our mortal bodies. I mean, so every night when you're laying down, that power is quickening you. It's, it's, it's rejuvenizing your body. It's healing your body. You know, uh, so we have these different things that are available to us. I'm going to go through some of these scriptures just to remind you. I know a lot of them you guys may already know. And, uh, of course, Jim's been mentioning this. If Once the um, sermon is uh, edited and put up on the website, the scripture sheets are on that website as well that you can um, look at the scriptures that are used in that sermon. So the first one that I want to look at is Psalm 32.8. This is actually the Living Bible. It says, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch your progress. So we have, because we're a Christian, we have the wisdom for the best path to take. So our steps are, are um, being ordered by God just for being a Christian. We have this, that is ours, is a right that we have. Let's look at Proverbs 16.3 in the New Living Translation. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. You have help to succeed. He is there to make you win every single time. That's what you have on the inside of you. It's not like, well, there are these Christians that have it, and then there's these Christians that don't have it. The price has been paid. It's the same price for every Christian. If you are born again, if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you have rights to have your plans succeed. Let's look at Romans 8, 37. 
Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So it doesn't matter what obstacles come our way. It doesn't matter what challenges are in our life. We've been given the ability to be not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. We have been given the ability to win. We have that. So as a Christian, there shouldn't be a day that we're like, mm, I don't know if this is a good day for me or not. The same blood was shed for you as it was for the next Christian that's having a good day. We all can have a good day every day of our lives. That price was paid for us from the get-go. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15:57. You may know this one, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what that tells me? That it's through our Lord Jesus Christ. I had the victory not because of me, not because I do everything right, but as I am reliant on the Lord Jesus Christ, I have victory. I walk in it. I ooze a victory. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, what if, if we really get a hold of this? Every single day we just wake up saying, Thanks be to God who always gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, sometimes we can be like, well, you know yourself. <laughs> you know your downfalls. You know your weaknesses. And you're just like, well, I don't know if I can have the victory today. Well, it's not up to you. It's already been given to you. That price was already paid for you to be in victory today, right now, right now, we can walk in victory. And then let's look at Romans 8, 28. And we, this one says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So each one of us that are here right now, we love God. That's why we're here. That's why we've set aside this time. So if, if we love God and we know we're called to his purpose because every Christian, there's a purpose for your life. There's a race you're supposed to be running. We, have, we are following him. So then we know that everything is turning. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't ever have a hard time. It doesn't mean that you don't have things that are coming and pressing against you. But it does mean that it's working together for your good. There are things that have come that may have tried to push you back and make it so that you can't, um, or is trying to make it so that you don't succeed. But the Bible says that he will turn it around. He will work it for your good. As you are looking to him, you're not looking to yourself. You're not looking to your own ability. You're not looking in your, it's not a mind game. Well, if I can just think it hard enough, I can cause it to come to pass. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what God has done, the price that he paid so that we can walk in victory. And it is not given to certain Christians and to other Christians. You're on your own. It is for every single Christian. 
It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian one year, one month, 10 years, 65 years. That same price was paid for you. That same victory was made available for you because Jesus loves you. Isn't that just awesome? So when you go to school, you can hold your head high. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for you. He, he has, he's at your back. Not only is he at your back, but he's in you. All of his uh, resources are available on the inside of you. And so when you look at people and you think, oh, they're this or they're that, you know what? A lot of them aren't even serving God. So why feel inferior? Why are you feeling inferior? No, you have God Almighty on the inside of you. He says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has, he's not, you know, with the other people that are on the football team, but he's not with you. No, he's with you. He's with you all the time. And if you have that understanding that you you serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he, his resources are available to you. There's no reason to hang your head. There's no reason to walk around and think you are subpar to some other person. No, you are a child of God. <laughs> and so you can walk with a little pep in your step <laughs> saying, you know what? I am going to be happy. I've got God in me. I'm waking up. He is with me. So if all of this is available for every single Christian, which it is, then why is it that some Christians think that things are tough? Why is it that... Oh, i got to move my hair again. Why is it that some Christians fail. That it, it isn't that, that Jesus didn't pay the price for every Christian to walk and be successful. So why is it then that sometimes it's hard? And so I want us to look at 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, because this is an answer. <clears throat> be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So let's go back to verse 8. So we have an adversary. Now, some people don't believe there's a devil. But there is. The Bible's right here is saying, he calls him out by name. Your adversary, the devil. Okay, so in case you didn't know, there is a devil. There is an adversary. He has been defeated. As a Christian, he's defeated in your life. But you know what? He is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, if, if you're not a Christian, you're an easy target. You know, he can devour you. 
because you don't have the greater one on the inside of you. But if you're a Christian, he can't devour you. He cannot, he doesn't have the right. He doesn't have the right to make you have a low self-esteem. He doesn't have the right to make you feel in, inadequate because the Bible says you're not. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. It says, thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph. You always are winning because you're a Christian. So we have this adversary. He's looking for opportunities to, de to defeat you. He is looking for opportunities. And he doesn't want to just barely beat you, you know, like a football game where the score is like the difference of one or two points. No, he's looking to devour. <laughs> he wants it to be like a 63-0 game. <laughs> he wants to eat you up and spit you out. That's what he's looking for. And he is doing his best. So he is looking for ways to cause you to quit, to cause you to give up, to cause you, uh, you know, to want to just say, it's too hard, I can't do it. He's looking for you to give up your rights. And so he's going to do it in any way he can. So he's going to walk around the perimeter looking for areas that you are allowing him that maybe you, you're not going to stand on the fact that the Bible says this is who you are. The Bible says you're healed. But there are times where the symptoms tell you that you're not healed. So you are going to have to agree with the Bible and not agree with the symptoms. And sometimes that is not easy. I'm not saying that it, there aren't things that, that isn't a pressure. I'm not saying that as a Christian you don't ever have situations where the pressure, because the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says you have an adversary that's trying to devour you. <laughs> so we need to be aware. We need to be aware that we're not just, um, you know, uh, just going to go through la, 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 la. No, there are going to be hard times. But you're not, the Bible says you're not staying there. The Bible says you have the victory. And so that's what we just hold on to. Let's look at Ephesians 6.12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's important to know what we're up against. It's defeated. All those things are defeated, but we have to understand that there is a devil and that he is trying to devour us. It's important to know this. Because if you are, you're going to put your guard up and say, not today, not today. I'm not going to let you make me depressed today. Uh-uh. Not today. When we think people are our problem, he can defeat us. When we think that somebody can hold us back, 
we then that's that's a little sliver and he's going to start prodding in there and he's going to start telling you yeah you're no good they don't think nobody thinks you're good everybody hates you everybody knows that you're a low life those are things that he begins to start prodding in and the more that we listen before you know it, he is flooding in there with, uh, you are bombarded with all these thoughts and it's all you can do to just get out of bed. <laughs> the Bible says we are more than conquerors. So why would we ever agree that it's hard to get out of bed? Because we're so sad. We have to understand that we have an adversary. He is looking for opportunities to devour you. He's defeated, but he's still not going to quit. <laughs> he's very, very tenacious, like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I, he wants you to not realize what you have on the inside of you because then you will not walk in the authority and in you will not run your race. You'll be like limping along and like just trying to get to the next marker. Not running with vigor and excited about life. He's trying to steal your joy. So let's look at John 10, 10. This can't, you know, just want to let you guys know for sure. It's not just God. <laughs> There is a devil, there is evil that is fighting against us. And so John 10.10 10 says, The thief who is uh, the devil does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. John, this would be red letters, so this I is referring to Jesus. Jesus came that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So did Jesus want you to not be able to get out of bed in the morning because you're so depressed? That is not the more abundantly life that he had planned for you. That he shed his blood for you. He paid the ultimate price for you to walk in life more abundantly. He made it so, um, he didn't just barely win. This isn't like a good that's barely winning against the evil. He destroyed <laughs> the works of the devil. He destroyed it. And so here you've got this adversary that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy you, but he's been destroyed. And if we understand that certain things that are coming against us, if we understand that that's not God's will for us, we're going to resist it. We're going to push back on it. But if we're not sure, well, maybe this is just God taking his sweet old time to get this promise over to me. We just let the devil just keep pounding us, pounding us, pounding us. And we have to understand, no, 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 no. The price was so overwhelmingly great that it more than paid for us to walk with our head held high, for us to walk in faith and in victory. Let's look at Revelation 12, 9. 
So how, how does the devil try to kill, steal, and destroy us? Revelation 12, 9. Those of you that have been reading Revelation have already read this chapter. So you've already read this verse. It says, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil. There we go. This is why we call him the devil. The Bible calls him the devil. And Satan. So if you ever hear Satan and the devil and you want to say that there is no such thing as Satan or devil, no, nobody in here would do that. But I'm just saying the Bible, we're not making this up. The Bible is calling him the devil and calling him Satan. Who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. What does he do? He deceives the whole world. So his tactic is deception. So you have been made victorious. He is a deceiver. What is he going to tell you? You are not victorious, right? He is going to tell you you're not going to win. You're not going to be in health. You're not going to have your needs met. You're not going to be able to be a strong, you know, uh, young person. You know, everybody else is going to be better than you. These are some of the ways. If you understand that that's not how God is seeing you, if you understand that that's not how God pictures you, you are more able to push back, push back against those things. And so the Bible says that the way we defeat the devil is to submit to God. Let's look at James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you have to do things his way. You have to follow him. You, you have to make him the priority and say, I believe you more than I believe what I see, more than what I believe what I feel, no, more than what I understand, I'm, I'm trusting you. I am going to do your, things your way because if I do things your way, the result is I'm blessed and I'm victorious and I'm running. You know, there's just certain things that you just want to think, well, I don't think that really works because you're bombarded with the world saying it doesn't work. Example. Everybody should just live together. You should just have sex, not even wait till marriage. That has so been for years. I mean, that was really coming on strong in the 80s, definitely stronger in the 90s, 2000s. Now we're like, you don't even have to have it with the opposite sex. You can have it with whoever you want. I mean, it's really gotten a little bit perverted. You know, we didn't just do it to where it's fornication. <laughs> it's now all sorts of other things that you can put in there. And you know what? The world says that's the road to happiness. But the Bible doesn't. And you know what? There is a war going on for our young people to think that that's true. That pornography will make you happy. That, and it's in their face. You know, I mean, you just try to read the news. 
and it's in your face. <laughs> There's not really much that you can do nowadays on your phone, especially as a young man or a man in general. I have to admit, sometimes I don't even notice, you know, because that's not how women are wired as much as men. But boy, when I do, when I am noticing, I'm like, that is a lot of junk. That's a lot of junk. And you know what? It is trying to build a picture, a deception. It's trying to say that this is the way that it should be. And it's going contrary to what the Bible says. And so it's trying to say that, oh, God's ways are just old-fashioned. And it's not good for today. That is a deception that is hitting society so that our young men can be defeated. And our young women. You know, there's just a lot of things. What We just, you know, if I want to get a man, I just have to sleep with him. What are you talking about? That's not the kind of man you want. You know? I have to live with him. Oh, so that he doesn't have to wait on sex so he doesn't have to ask you to marry him. And you just live together forever. <laughs> just putting some things out there because you know what? It is a lie, a deception. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show something to say that the devil is out there. We've been given the victory. We've been given the ability to walk in all that God has for us to do. But there is an adversary and he works through deception. And so he is doing his best to be out there and to deceive. He's trying to deceive what a marriage should look like. He's trying to deceive what dating should look like. He's trying to deceive what you're every day, if you, if you have to be you know, depressed all the time. He's trying to, to get us to accept a way of life that God never intended. In fact, he paid the highest price that we don't have to live that way. He gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we could walk in victory. And then we have this adversary who's defeated that is trying to tell us that it can't be that way. And so who are we going to listen to? Who are we going? Are, because the Bible says that if you want to win, you have to submit to God. That means you have to submit to the way he looks at things. You have to look at life the way he looks at it. You have to bow your knee and say, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. Because you know that it's so much better. You're convinced that it's so much better to walk in love than to hold a grudge. Why? Because the Bible says to forgive. So are we doing it just because, you know, it's just the that God just likes to make us, you know, squirm? <laughs> he just wants you to squirm, so he said, forgive. <laughs> no, he did that because he knows the benefits of what that's going to do for you. And then he gave you the power to do it. He said, I'm going to put the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so you have the greater one, so you have everything you need to forgive. You know, one of the things that um, 
the devil loves to do is um, he loves to get us out of the will of God. He will, he will do his best to just make it, you know. Uh, one of the deceptions, and I'm just going to go through some of these fairly quickly. One of the deceptions that he uses is that it doesn't matter how you come to God just as long as you've come to God. Our, our youth get bombarded with that. I can't tell you how many, since I've moved here, how many people that, you know, you talk to them, you, they ask you what you do. Well, we pastor a church. We started a church. Oh, yeah, that's great, great, great. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you come to God, just as long as you get to God. And then, you know, you're like, well, it doesn't go quite with what the Bible says, but <laughs> the Bible says in John 14, 6, and you come back with this, Jesus said to them, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this is a deception that's trying to get people to not even make it to the kingdom of God. Then you have this deception that, uh, you know, you don't really need to go to church. This is a huge deception, especially since COVID, that you don't need to be physically in church. And you have supernatural help <laughs> to, ha to have this thought. This is the thing that I want to get across. All of these things, you're having supernatural help to be deceived. You, if you yield to these thoughts, you are yielding to supernatural deception. It's not even just like, oh, well, you know, today I'm just, you know. No, you're, you're having help. <laughs> you ha you're having somebody that's trying to push against you and cause you to go away from God, to not live victorious. So he will say things such as, um, you know, uh, that, you know, it, it's just not, you know, you're tired. You, you need to get your rest. Never mind that you can't miss your appointments when it comes to academics, sports, work, doctor's appointments, etc. But on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night when it's church, well, I just don't, I just don't quite feel like going today. That is supernatural deception. That is something that is trying to keep you away from your lifeline. Your lifeline to keep you focused so that you can be distracted by so many other things that are going to burn up. You know, there's things that are, are important to God and there's things that aren't. And when we get to heaven, a lot of these distractions are not going to be going with us. <laughs> and so, so this is important. Uh, another thing, um, that I'll, I'll just give you the scripture for that. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. That's what we're doing when we're coming together. We're stirring up love and good works in each other, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So we're encouraging one another right now. Just being around each other, we're encouraging one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching, which Jim's been talking about. That day is approaching. <laughs> we're closer than we were in 1988 when there were 88 reasons why Jesus was coming back in 88. It didn't happen. But we're closer. We are closer. 
So the devil will try to pick you off and make you insignificant in your race. And so one of the ways that he does that is so that you're disconnected from the body of Christ. He will have free access to distract you without anything pulling you back and keeping you to stay centered on what is important. You know, I've known people that have spent a lot of their lives just witnessing, 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 telling everybody about Jesus, but they don't go to church. But they tell everybody about Jesus. And, you know, some of them I've mentioned, so where are you pointing to them? So they get saved, and then what? They're just going to flail around? Where are they supposed to get discipled? Where are they supposed to grow? Because the person that's witnessing gets them saved and then moves on. And so there, we, we want to be there. Uh, so the person witnessing is not as effective in the kingdom of God as they would be if they were planted in a body of Christ somewhere. And so the devil will do his best. If he can't keep you from getting to God, he will keep you out of the place that you're supposed to be connected, the work that you're supposed to be involved with. Another distraction, another deception is I don't need a pastor or there isn't a good pastor in my area. These are things that you hear from people. And uh, you, will have, you will have supernatural help to believe that. <laughs> you will have supernatural help help to believe the worst of your pastor. You will, you will have help to see the weaknesses. You will have help. The devil will use pride as, as a way to deceive. He will make you have thoughts such as, I don't need a pastor. I have the Holy Spirit, so I don't need a man to teach me. I've gone to Bible school, and my pastor doesn't know this or that. Or I've watched something on TV, and so my pastor is not informed. <laughs> this is not a good church that I can hook up with. In the, there, is, there just isn't a good church in the area. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 8, 1 and 2. We have to be careful. Now, concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge, and knowledge puffs up but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. So there's a lot of people that are out there and they can't get involved. There's a lot of Christians in this area and they can't get involved with any church because no church is good enough. Well, you're right. There is not a perfect church. But you're not perfect either. And so pick one that God is telling you to get hooked up with so that you can grow and so that you can run your race because there is coming a day where we are going to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he's going to ask you, what did you do with your talent that I gave you? What are you doing with that race that I've told you to go? Another thing that the devil will do is he will use offense. He will make it seem like you're fighting people. You know, he will use people. So he will get you offended with maybe a family member, maybe a coworker, a boss, a pastor, Christians as a whole. 
I mean, I can't tell you how many people are offended that Christians. They're just like, do you know every single Christian? No. <laughs> but yet you're offended at all of them. <laughs> because you knew a Christian that wasn't a good person. Hello, I know a lot of people in a lot of areas that aren't good people, but it doesn't mean that they're all bad. We cannot, we are not fighting flesh and blood. So uh, there, if, if the devil can get you to focus on imperfect people, he can get you to not focus on Jesus. And having our eyes on God is what causes us to triumph, is what causes us to have success. And so we have to um, choose to believe God instead of choosing to get hurt. Because getting hurt will get you off track. Um, it will cause you to want to quit. It'll make you think, what's the use? So we do not want to be deceived by a device of the devil, which is offense. We have to be very careful. If, if, some, if there is a wedge that is trying to come in between you and someone else in your life, you have to step back and say, God, help me to see this the way that you would have me see it. Help me to see. You know, and it doesn't mean that you know, people have a will, and there are just some people that just will to be mean. And you can't change that will. But you can change how it affects you. You can change how it, you, it does not have to make you see yourself as worthless or as under. No, you see yourself as more than a conqueror, no matter what. You have victory no matter what. Because God has put that on the inside of you. He's already caused you. And there's not a person that can hold you back unless you allow them. Unless your focus becomes on them rather than focusing your eyes on Jesus. We can walk on water when our eyes are focused on Jesus. We can do great and mighty things when our eyes are focused on Jesus. And so, you know... Uh, there's so many things that the devil will try, and I won't continue on this, but, you know, even healing, he will try to wear you down to make you think, oh, healing is, you know, some of the deceptions is that God doesn't want to heal you, that you're not worthy of healing, you know, you haven't done enough right, you know, or you messed up, and so therefore you deserve to be sick. You're learning a lesson through this illness. You're waiting on God, who in his sweet old time is going to finally choose to heal you. You're doing everything right, but God isn't healing you, and you just don't know why. These are thoughts. These are things that come in our mind to try to cause us not to walk in what God has for us. And so we have to hold fast our confession the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So if God promised you in 1 Peter 2, 24, that by Jesus' stripes, we, you were healed. If that's the promise that we have and God is faithful to watch over his promise, 
then I don't care what pressure is coming against us. We have to keep holding on to that truth. And I'm not saying it's easy. Because when you have symptoms in your body and you don't feel good and there's just, there's a pressure that's coming on, but in the midst of it, you are still saying, I don't care. God, you said that you would heal me. And so I'm holding on uh, to my confession. I'm not going to be down in the dumps. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, woe is me. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians 4.4, 4, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. In spite, I'm going to just keep, I'm just going to keep holding on because it's my promise. Jesus paid the ultimate price so that I can be healed. And so I'm going to hold on to it till it happens. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm gonna, no, it's mine. It's mine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let anything else tell me differently. I am healed and whole because Jesus paid the price. And so I'm not going to listen to deception that tells me otherwise. I'm not going. I'm going to resist the devil and then he has to flee. But I have to submit to God. How am I submitting to God? I'm believing his word over the symptoms in my body. I'm believing his word over the thoughts in my mind. I'm believing his word over my feelings. I want to be hurt today. No, the Bible says I am more than a conqueror, so I'm not going to be hurt today. Easier said than done, but you know what? You can do it because you've got the greater one on the inside of you. And so you walk it, you talk it, you have your head held high because you are more than a conqueror. Amen. And so we're not going to keep saying, oh, no, 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 woe is me. No, no, we are not the woe. Woe is the devil who's been defeated, and we are now on guard on all perimeters, watching, alert, not being deceived into changing uh, what, the, uh, what we believe the Bible says about us. No, we hold fast. If there's a promise in his word, that's for me. That's for you. It's not for some Christians. And, but other Christians have it, but some Christians don't. No, it's for every believer. And so if you are not having what you want, what are you saying? What are you believing are you believing what the word says about you or are you believing what the devil is trying to deceive you? Are you accepting that deception or are you pushing back and saying, no, I am more than a conqueror and I am winning and I will have what God says that I can have and I will do what he said I can do and if he said that I uh, am supposed to come to church, I have the strength that I need and I have the health that I need to do it. And if he said to volunteer in church, I have what I need to get it done. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not in my own will. I'm not mustering it up thinking that Shelly is so amazing. 
I'm thinking the God who lives inside of Shelly is so amazing. And that's what is making me stand with my head high and saying I am more than a conqueror. So when I walk into a room and I could easily be intimidated, if I listen to the deception that's trying to go in my head, but instead I'm like, no, <laughs> God has given me all the favor that I need in this room. He is crossing my path with who I'm supposed to be crossed with so that I'm affecting them for the kingdom of God. You go in with a different, a different attitude. You're like, okay, all right. God said to do it, so I'm going to do it. He said, to do this, I'm going to do it. And you don't care what voice that tries to tell you different. You're aware that's the adversary and he's a deceiver. And you're not going to listen. And you're going to walk in what he has told you that you can have.